This is like making the meal, the menu with Jermaine. Yeah. This is like making the menu with Jermaine where she, what do you think we should have? Well, we could have this or that or the other thing. I don't I think we're going to have this. <laughs> but then why did I even? Why did you literally, ask me? Okay. Because I needed ideas. You're listening to Lead Them to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Lead Him to Life. I am back with one of my favorite guests of all time. That's not Matt Leadham. I hope not. Or Father Scott Trainer. He's also uh, one of my favorite guests. He's been on a couple times. Chris Burkwald. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Lead Him to Life. Happy to be here. Okay, first of all, I haven't talked to you for a little while, so I how know. are you doing? What's yes. new in your life? Uh, <laughs> New stage of life. Uh, our oldest is a senior in high school. And so I just made um, a college visit to Northern Minnesota last week, and she and I did. Um, so that's the second stop. Mom and dad are sort of, Jermaine and I are like divvying up with it, not on purpose, just working out this way schedules. Jermaine's doing one, I'm doing one, Jermaine's doing another, I'm doing another. So You're we're covering the, the Midwest and then one. One strange trip, not strange. Sorry, Elena. Uh, one, one uh, outside, outside the, the box trip box. to uh, the southwestern United States. That's so fun. So, how do so, you yeah. feel about that next stage of life? You Are know, you ready? Okay, here's a question. Never mind. Okay, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I know you're a little ways away from this. Are do you feel oh. like you're ready to be an empty nester? Oh, that's not the question I thought you were. What, going were, to what ask. did you think I was grandparent? Oh, you're totally right. You're going to be the best. So grandpa. this came up recently because like oh, but another baby would be fine. But Emily, I just turned 48. Oh my gosh. So I don't, I'm, I'm not ready for. You're not ready for another, another baby. But, but grandbabies are Is easier. Is that what you thought I was going to ask you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the and, and then you stop because oh, I don't want Chris to think I'm that old <laughs> or he's that old, whatever. Uh, but you know how people kind of say like you get to this point where you get excited for that. Are right. you there yet? So, so, so we, I wanna, we are closer. <laughs> we are Practically speaking, we're closer to grandparenthood, the empty nesterhood because of the age. Fascinating because of your gap. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. because Mercy's in fourth grade. So it's quite possible some of the older kids could be married and have kids before Mercy's out of mm -hmm. the house. Possible. Could happen the other way too. Either way, uh, empty nester, no, I'm not looking forward to that because my fourth grader is still a fourth grader. My okay, little, here's one more question baby. that I have for you. Um, yeah, she's a fourth grader. Okay, here's my other question. Do you feel like it's more difficult? This is, by the way, this is not what this episode is about. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, do you feel like, let me preface this. I've got three littles under the age of four. Yes. Four and down. They are high needs right yep. now. I know because people tell me that you will get to a point where their independence Yep blossoms yep. they continue to grow they really become a lot more self-sufficient that kind of thing do you feel like it's more difficult as your kids get older to stay super invested uh, and present and emotionally uh, present mentally present all of those kinds of things physically present to your kids because they're more self-sufficient is it more difficult i think yes i've been praying for the last several many many weeks now for presence that I'd be present mm. to them because they are gone uh, more. I mean, it's it's more obvious when they're little yeah. 
Yeah. That they need you. Yeah. And they the want to be with you in a way that as we individuate right. at adult, the onset right. of adolescence and go through adolescence. Right. Like I haven't taken a shower without other people in the room <laughs> for four years. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like they're high, like high needs. Yep. Um, so I think it does require intentionality as almost, well, I think every good thing does. Uh, it does require intentionality to remain present. And, you know, the vast majority of teens, mine included, um, they talk when they want to talk and it's hmm. pretty difficult to get them to talk when they don't want to talk. So to so be available to, to them. capitalize on yeah, the opportunities yeah. so when, when they, when they talk, want to talk, like, okay. You make yourself available. Yep. And I don't always do a great job with that. Sure. Uh, I, I, I try to do it. And that's why I'm praying for the grace to remain, be present to yeah. them, to remain as well, but especially to the kids right now. Yeah. What's been your funnest and hardest stage? Oh, oh, this is where the, the, that stupid, I mean, like the cliche line, almost every stage has, has its, its ups and downs. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's the, fair. And that's, that's kind of what I thought your response was going to be, yep. to be honest. Yep. Like, I don't know if you could really boil it down. No, there, there are great things, but when they're little, there are great things about as they get older. Yeah. I'm just seeing like my, some of my oldest, the older yeah. ones in general, but they're, they're becoming young adults yeah. and just seeing the maturity and so on. And it's not always there. It's not always there with us either. Right. Uh, but just to see that like so far, so good, like not, mm. not again, not perfect. Neither am I. Um, but this thing seems You're like to be learning working. how to be human. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I tell my girls that regularly when they ask like, why do I need to brush my teeth? Why do I need to do this? Like, well, that's what it means to be a human oh, being. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, mommy. exploring that. I know. Yeah. At one point, be like, yeah, but why? Yeah. But why? Why? So, um, Chris, I think it's really providential that you shared your prayer and your desire to be present um, because that's kind of what I want to uh, spend a lot of our episode uh, talking about today in, in a certain way. Um, I just have I've noticed um, in myself, in the world, I think we're all kind of attentive to this. Um, I was at a retreat this past weekend uh, where the priest actually even named it that we live in an extremely self-centered mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. um, and we can see this in in many, many, many ways. Um, I had Teresa Henriksen on um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and I had a listener message me afterwards, and she was talking about shame and how we want to hide and that kind of thing. And this person messaged me and said, you know, it made them think about um, – kind of this like performance based world yep. that we live in where it's like, we want to be seen. We want to be uh, in a good way, validated, yep. affirmed, you know, all of those things. But I think it really has bred this very self focused world. Um, and so I want to spend a lot of today talking about giving ourselves away. Yep. Um, and I think you just do this beautifully. Um, you shared with me recently that somebody called you the goodwill ambassador yeah. in this building. Yeah. And I, and I've been thinking about that since you told, told I me that. I could tell at the time. You couldn't tell at the time? I could tell. I could. It was moving I to me. Tell. I'm like, number one, it was an encouragement for me that not that I want to take your job yep. of being the goodwill ambassador we in this need, building. We need more than one, but I would anyway. never be able to compete with <laughs> your skills uh, of being the goodwill ambassador, but you do that so well. Like you, you step outside of yourself in a really beautiful way. And so um, I just, I want to hear that piece of your heart and mm. really kind of explore that. Yeah. Um, 
and and maybe a good place to start. I've heard you say this. I've heard others say this before. Kind of this thought of give as a gift what you have received as a gift. Right. What What does that mean to you? Uh, <laughs> what does that Too mean? Too big to of me? a question for you. Well, well, I thought uh, I'm I'm not going to answer that question yet. I'm going to go back to the other thing. Okay, go ahead. The good um, old ambassador part. And then you can re, you, then you can redirect. Okay. I, Recently, Jermaine and I um, were having dinner with some friends and their family, and uh, one of them asked us, so how'd you guys fall in love? Mm. And the two of us together have never been asked that question. In fact, I, as I was Ever? reflecting, I've never, I've taught, we've told how would you meet? But this was how'd you, how fall, you fall in, in love, love, which was different. That's a different question. It was a different question. Ooh, what was the answer? Um, oh, no, no, no. That wasn't the question either. No, 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 no. What? The question was. Wait, that's a good question that too, was a good though. Question we're going to come back I to I have answered that question. The question we were asked was individually, what made you fall in love with the other? So why, Chris, did you? F- so it was, it started with how'd you guys fall, meet and fall in love. But then, so Chris, what was it about Jermaine? Okay, who are you? Who are these friends that you speak of? Because I want to be their friends. <laughs> was uh, this the Sanchez's? It was the Lichties. The Lichties. They. And this was. Je- they're this good. was Shelley's question. They're good. Um, uh, and then she asked Jermaine, "What was it about Chris that?" And yeah. Jermaine just went on, and she just talked. Did she like, really? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that was the did. self-centric, like, never mind. Sorry. Uh, so I was so moved. I'm like, oh, thing, Jermaine. But the thing that I offered Jermaine for why she, uh, because she, she's talked about this many times over the last 20 plus years. Um, I pursued her. So this is mm-hmm. the, the good way like, to go out. So I, I pursued her and what'd and, you do send love letters uh, i i just i all the I, things this is before actually so you couldn't media, even yeah you couldn't, couldn't even pick up your cell phone and that. call you couldn't uh, text her no couldn't text her um i just called yeah. her and and ate, sat down in the college cafeteria with her and asked her about herself etc cetera, etc cetera. so this is the connection so just Laying and you and i have notes. you guys have or you you guys you and i have similar personalities this way so um i'm just curious about yeah. people Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not with, I've, I've never, I've hated the idea of networking, but I naturally am what people describe as a networker because I hate networking because it sounds artificial and I have a, have an end in mind. I want to have this conversation mm-hmm. with you for a purpose. Because it's going to get me there. No, I just, kind of I'm thing. fascinated by you. So I want to find out about you. Mm-hmm. So I think, so the, the goodwill ambassador and the, like, I like people. And so I like checking in. Hey, how's it going? You know, yeah. What's new? How are things? Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah. That's okay. So then you asked me, what does that mean to you to give as a gift what you've received as a gift? So for me, um, being fascinated by people, I, I, I want to spend time with them. But at a certain point, obviously, if, if the doors open, um, I'm always curious to go deeper. So the question that Shelly asked us was a deeper question. Yeah. Like, what was it about Jermaine? that you fell in love with? What was it about Chris that you fell in love with? So that's, that's going deeper, yes. right? Um, and so I'm curious. So what, what is Emily Leadham fascinated by? What, what makes Emily tick? And then if, again, the right doors open at some point, maybe again, not by me saying anything, but by the questions I ask, the life I live, um, give us a gift, what you've received as a gift. Hopefully, no, this is not, Obviously, this is not me with you because you were already there. You'd already met him. But hopefully, uh, in some way, shape, or form, I can either introduce or uh, you to or deepen your relationship with 
the God who loves us mm-hmm. um, through our interaction. Mm-hmm. But that, I don't, so accompaniment is, is a word that's used a lot in the church these days, but it's, but it's always because I want to be with the person mm-hmm. and hopefully we're, we're leading, walking closer to the Lord mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form, but I'm not, it's not a manipulative thing mm-hmm. on my part. Mm-hmm. Chris, can you offer, you know, if people have listened to you, uh, to your pre- the last time that you were on lead them to life, um, they've maybe heard elements of your story. Yep. Can you just really briefly kind of, Give us a little sketch of your story, because in order to be able um, yep. to the, the give as a gift, which you've received as a gift, yep. like when did you receive the gift? Yep, yep, yep. So cradle Catholic. So in a way, I received my gift, the gift when I was two weeks old, when I was baptized. Uh, mass going Catholic every Sunday, but it was it remained superficial. The first Sunday I was at college, uh, University of Minnesota, big public school in the Twin Cities. Um, stopped, didn't go to mass that first Sunday because it just. My faith, you, I did, this is what you're supposed to do. I'm the, I'm the quote unquote, you know, I don't know about you. Um, sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you have a conversation about the whole birth order thing and your thoughts. Oh, and that. where we saw it fall on that. Where your thoughts are. Yeah. But I am emotions. the quintessential firstborn rule follower. So I went to mass oh. when I was at home because we were supposed to, Yeah. but the faith wasn't deep enough to sustain me <laughs> after literally less than a week of leaving the home. Um, two years go by, not going to mass regularly, wheels kind of coming off my life, but not like in really dramatic ways, just rudderless, liftless. Uh, Would you have been able to articulate like something's off with me even then during those two years? You wouldn't have attributed it, yeah. attributed it yeah. to- Yeah, the fact uh, that, I, yeah. I mean, but you, you look, knew, like, I'm just like not doing great. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm for not me, happy it, it, or academics, not. academics were the primary manifestation of that, which is so ironic. So, yeah, I mean, I because that's really I, your I great, fa- yeah, and I love, fa- but I yeah. failed two classes. Fascinating. In, yeah, in college, that, that when the last time I got a C, when was the last time I got a B? To be honest, uh, so my junior year, uh, uh, ran, quote unquote, random encounter. I have a reversion conversion, and this is well, where. You can't just that was that. Okay. You said the I, short I know version. I said a sketch, but you can't. That's like what? the climax, and you are. You, that's not the climax, but okay. Uh, I'm walking. Okay, well, this is like a struggle, Emily, with sorry. The, the, sorry. the ten second version sorry. or the ten hour version. Sorry. So you just tell Give me, me like right, the thirty five second. Um, slow down. I'll tell you when to slow down and speed up. Okay, so slow down at <laughs> slow this down, part. Slow down. So I'm walking across campus to my job at the at Taco Bell in the Dinky Dome, which no longer exists as such. And two evangelicals uh, stop and asked me, uh, and, and they weren't Campus Crusade for Christ, but they're so like, fo- Catholic World focused missionaries, just random stopping college kids. Uh, I don't remember how they just introduced themselves. I and I, I heard them out. Do you want to get involved in Bible study? And like my conscience was pricking me. Like I, you know, I hadn't been practicing my faith at all. Sure. And this wasn't the first time I've been stopped Interesting. by, by uh, campus missionaries, but this is the first time I responded. Said yes. The, yes. I said, yes. So we met like the next day and um, they started off with, I guess I'd like to do a spiritual timeline. So when were you saved? And as a Catholic, I'm like, uh. and I gave the answer I gave you to begin this, my baptism. Uh, but that's not what they were looking for. Like, um, when did you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And I hadn't done that in, as an adult, young adult. Um, 
so their questions, like def, this is this is a movement of grace. Mike, it was a moment, a movement of grace for me to say yes to their invitation. Mm-hmm. It was it was a movement of grace for me to not blow off their when were you saved question and to meet continue to meet with them a couple of times, but then also to call my confirmation teacher, Doctor Phil. NF, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about. I love Dr. <laughs> my Phil. My hometown dentist. That his name really is Dr. Deacon, Phil. His, yeah, Phil Meyer. Uh, doctor, I called doc, my my own personal Dr. Phil, and he gave me some books. Intellectually inclined, some books to read, and that was that was the 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 beginning of the beginning. Um, so I start reading, return to practice of the sacraments, discern the priesthood, visit Steubenville. So I'm speeding up. You here. transferred, yeah. Transferred, good, good, good place yeah, to okay, speed up. Okay. Yeah, transferred to Steubenville. But that's when. So the fall of my. So that would have been my junior year of college. Of what ended up being five years of undergrad. The fall of my junior third year of college is when. Have I, you seen the evangelical missionary since? I, you know, I those ones. Like, yeah. No. Could you remember who they were? No. No, I I called the 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 lead guy a few months later to argue him back. He was he was an ex Catholic. I tried to argue him back in the church, really but that's the argument. I mean, go well. you you see pieces of that in me now, Emily. But I was I was pretty I, I was pretty convinced of my ability to argue and persuade people to believe what I believed. Okay, you know what's funny? I feel like I can win my arguments against you. Oh, I know you do. And I think <laughs> you're. Smiling through grit teeth. But I say that because I am the same way. I'm like pretty confident in my ability right. to win right. the debate. Right. <laughs> Which makes our conversations really delightful. Yeah, very, very, very delightful. Yeah. Actually, we normally land on the same page. We- <laughs> I yep. would say. Yep. You would agree. <laughs> no, we don't. We Whatever. do normally end up on the same page. Yes. Okay. So um, thank you for outlining that because I, I think it is really, really helpful. Um, and, and I want to take. Uh, that dive a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, what actually fundamentally changed in your heart um, throughout that process where it was like, this is something that is not just for me, but I actually desire to share it with another. So this started as a fascination with the truth of Christianity, of Catholicism. Like just again, like I, I'm, I, I'm not by nature. I'm inquisitive and I'm curious and I'm, and I'm relatively easily fascinated, especially by complex and intricate things. So I was like the grace for me there was, uh, of my conversion reversion was a fascination with the truth of our faith. Um, and 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 the argument of persuasive, like I, I want to, like early on, this manifested itself kind of poorly, like try and just argue, like win the argument. Uh, but the truth, the truth there, no pun intended, is I was trying to persuade people, like this is true. And for me at this stage, truth for its own sake, and this in a sense mm. is always enough. But it was completely enough. But what I realized over time, and and over the course of the next several years, up through graduate studies through coming here to the Diocese of Sioux Falls, working for the church, um, I came to realize that not everybody is as fascinated simply by the truth as I was and mm-hmm. am. And so to show the relevance of the truth for their life became, so you've, you've heard me. So what why is, yeah. is my favorite question, but then so what is yeah. my favorite? So the rationale for what we believe, but then the relevance to my life. 
yeah. for what, why believe what believe. Um, is, is so, <clears throat> but as the answer the question that you asked me, I, I mentioned um, earlier, I just recently had, I had my birthday back in September. Um, and the morning of my birthday, I was very excited because 725, well, I, I was praying and um, one of my older kids called me, Noel called me. Uh, Noel called me. She was very excited. Mm-hmm. Dad, guess where we just were? Oh, happy birthday. But guess where we just were? Like the fact that it was my birthday was completely, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's dad's birthday. Yeah. But she was super excited to tell me I on September 23rd, 2021. Was it really? That we were just at Chick-fil-A, dad. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Elena, Noel, and Carl. <laughs> Elena and Carl and I were just at Chick-fil-A. We just went through the drive because Chick-fil-A just opened in Sioux Falls. It was literally opening day of my birthday. Thanks, Chick-fil-A. Um, and Noel was super excited to share with me the quote unquote good news that she had just been that in Chick fil A. Okay. <laughs> Give so it what? as a gift what you received as a gift. Mm. So what Noel did was she she shared her passion and enthusiasm for a really good fast food chicken sandwich with me mm-hmm. that morning. That's what I Give as a gift what you received a gift. I have a passion and a fascination with the truth who is somebody. And I want others to experience and encounter not just a really good fast food chicken sandwich, but the one who fulfills every desire of my heart and yours as I well. I was just going to say, how did it change your life? Yeah. How did, but how did oh, it how change Oh, how did it change life? my life? Yeah. Uh, pre- the Probably the biggest thing, purpose and then peace. So you've seen more recently, like I... Um, this is definitely grace. It's the fruit of, of decades at this point of, of allowing the work Lord to smooth out this rough wood. Um, by the grace of God, truly, I'm like, huh, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. So things happen and uh, like I'm, I, I, like you I'm feel a greater detachment. Yes. Great word. That's a perfect, like detachment. So things, things are going, I love my work right now. You, you know that I love what I get to do. I love the people that I work with. I love the people that I work for. Um, but truly for some reason, the Lord led me in a completely yeah. different direction tomorrow. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So with that too, is a trust, a deep trust in him and got a trust in God's providence that he that he knows me personally, that he loves me personally, and that no matter what happens in my life, he is with me carrying me through. So he's right now, incredible gifts and blessings personally and professionally. Uh, But if, if some of those were to change tomorrow, I think because small things like if, if little hiccups come up, have come up lately, things that normally would have thrown me into, Oh my gosh. Cause it's, you know, I'm yeah. very scheduled. Yeah. Overwhelmed and, 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 yeah. Disruption of peace. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. that's not where I'm, I, I'm yeah. At peace. Mm-hmm. Detachment is mm-hmm. a great word. You know, how I've seen this in you. Um, I think of an instance a few weeks ago where I had experienced something here in the workplace that was disruptive to me. Yep. That was frustrated. I was mad about it. I was, I was, and we all have had this right in various circumstances. It's like, oh, that didn't have to happen that way and whatever. And, um, and I shared it with you. Um, and your response um, was, was just really profound. It was really moving in that um, I think maybe even a year ago, 
I could have brought you down into the angst mm. with me. Yeah. You brought me mm. out of the angst. You were you were able to actually um, pull me out of this kind of blah, yeah. you know, yeah. that I was feeling because you were really detached yeah. and you were empathetic and yeah. you weren't like, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's fine. Like, no, it was nothing of that. It was actually like a real recognition of what was frustrating and a, and a complete interior freedom yep. around it that actually invited me and mm. pulled me out of it. So thank you for doing that. But I see, but I see that manifestation right. that's in a, your that's life. That's a great example. And, and Emily, the reason why, one way that I know that these, this is clearly uh, a grace, and I'm cooperating with the grace for sure. I'm not just laying back and it's happening to me. Oh, it's easy to become a saint this way or whatever, or holy or whatever. Um, I don't, if you asked, I don't remember what that, I mean, you could give me more details than I might remember, but I don't remember like, oh yeah, I remember that. And I don't know, like there've been so many times where I've seen something like that, that or similar things happen. And if I were asked to sort of replicate the steps, because again, the me, like mm -hmm. the routine, I couldn't tell you mm -hmm. what I would, mm -hmm. I don't know what I said. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I did. Like even mm -hmm. in this case, um, I, I believe you, but I don't remember specifically what I said. And that to me, that's one of, for me in my life, at least maybe different for other people, but that's a, a, a sign, a hallmark of a grace at work because mm -hmm. it's more than, if it were just me, I could tell you exactly what I did mm -hmm. when it's more than just me. I'm not sure, but it's kind of beyond me. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. Which really, I, I want to bring it back to kind of where we started in terms of that grace that you have been praying for to be present. Yep. To be present to the to the to the present moment. Yep. To be present to His presence within you. Um, and I think the the irony, I guess, of that. Um, you know, we started out talking about just living in kind of this egocentrical world and the power of really being pulled out of ourselves, yep. recognizing the things that we have received and then desiring to actually give that away yep. that we're not meant to receive all of these things and then hold them for ourselves. Beauty is actually meant to be shared. Yep. Goodness is meant to be shared. Truth right. is meant to be shared. So I just want to go back and kind of re you know, reframe all of that um, in, in, in light of this. So um, you and go ahead. So, and Thank you for doing that. So when you and I had that conversation that you were just referred to a few weeks ago, I didn't, I'm pretty confident that I didn't in my head, okay, now I'm going to give Emily. So what, what it means to give as a gift, what we received as a gift. What well, we want to get to the point where we just live this way, where it's, mm -hmm. it's not something that I, so in th that particular instance, I'm pretty confident that I wouldn't have set out to, I'm going to, Emily needs me to do this for, no, I was just, I just, I just bead. I just was with you in the way that just made, that was very organic and not like pre-programmed and in that sense, again, manipulative. Mm -hmm. uh, I responded in a, what was seemed to me the natural, clear way to respond. And that's to me, so to give a great, yeah. we that's what that's where we will, and I always do that, but there have been times, and yeah, I think more so now, thanks be to God, or more recently than in the past, but we want to respond in a way where it's just, this is how we are. Yes, Chris, I, so we haven't even gotten to talk about this. I have been thinking about this a lot lately, and some of it has come from me reading Michael O'Brien. Oh, yeah. 
Um, because in the process of his character development, you see this molding and aligning to virtue yep. or night or yep. not. Yep. And um, I just am so struck by the fact that like when we are bound, we often don't even know that we're bound Yep. or when we are uh, dead, we often don't even know that we are dead when we are sleeping. We don't know. We don't know that we are sleeping. And I mean that all in like a figurative sense. Yes. Um, and, and yet when we are pulled out of that, we begin to see clearly. Right. And I just, I think that there's this molding that happens to the human person in all of these various facets. Uh, par- partly, you know, I gave the example earlier of my girls like saying to them like, well, this is what it means to be human. Like, yep. This is part of being a good human is that you take care of your teeth by brushing them. Like that's a thing that needs to be molded, but virtue also needs to be molded. And oftentimes we don't even, we're not even aware. You know, I think of like the, <clears throat> what's the term when somebody's really gossipy, like a gossipy Susan? A go- isn't there like an- There uh, probably is, but uh, I'm- Talking, to- uh, Chatty Cathy. Oh. There it is. Yeah. A gossipy Susan. Gossipy <laughs> Susan. I think we should make that a thing though. I think we should make that a thing. Like the Chatty Cathy, right? That like is- in the the break room talking about all the things that are going on and blah, blah, blah. Like the chatty Kathy doesn't even know that she is spreading toxicity and gossip yep. in the workplace. Yep. She doesn't even know yep. that. But when she begins to become aware of it, it begins to be molded in her. And if she chooses, she can actually start to resist the urge to gossip. I know a chatty Kathy is different than a gossipy yeah. Susan, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I just am struck by the fact that like this molding has to happen in the human person. Yes. And oftentimes we're not even aware of the places. This is what, you know, in our culture today, especially the polarization and so on. And there's white hats and black hats, you know, there, are, there are my people and then there's the other mm-hmm. people. But I think it was, I think it's Alexander Solzhenitsyn said that something like, I'm pretty sure this is close to the line, the line of good and evil runs through the human heart. Oh, yeah. It doesn't run between you and me. No. It's within it's my within heart. Me. And mm-hmm. I have to, uh, you were talking about molding, the other word that came to my mind, cultivate. Yeah. I have to cultivate the life of virtue. Yes. I actually so. have to learn how to yeah. be who I'm Meant who I'm be. meant to be, like yep. who I'm actually capable of yep. being. Yep. That virtue has to be disciplined in me. I have yep. to learn how to be a disciple. I have to learn that whole process. Yep. Um, so Chris, this, I mean, as we're, as we're talking about this, I think it's really apropos. Apropos. I think so. Did sure. you hear me yes. say that? Was that the proper use of the term apropos? <laughs> what even is that? It just came out of my mouth. I don't even know what that really is. Uh, relevant is that, to... Is that English? No, it's French. French. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really apropos that uh, <laughs> we're talking about this because one of the big things that you've been working on in your professional uh, world, and we've talked about this uh, on Lead Him to Life before, actually, Father Trainer came on and interviewed me about, oh, which I heard was about like, that. I yeah, was yeah, so yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah. I was so, that was by far the most nervous I've ever been to record a Lead Him to Life nice. episode. I'm like, I don't like this whole tables turned situation. People but, don't know it takes seven time takes to get that episode right. Whatever. <laughs> Wise. Okay, it was babe. only five. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> so we've talked about like um, 
were here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls and and the Bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls really received clarity around like a rallying cry. Yep. You know, we call it the diocesan vision, but I keep on thinking of it like it, it's a rallying cry. For you the got troops. that from me, Liedem. Let's be Did honest. Did I really? You totally, it's because good. that's been my term yeah, for months. It totally you, is a rallying cry. I will start giving you no, credit. It totally is. And it's so good. Um, and that's uh, to form a culture of, culture of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Um, and I just, as we're talking about that, I think of that vision and as we're, as we're reflecting on like being formed and yeah. allowing ourselves to be molded to truth. Um, that's what it means to form a culture of, of missionary disciple of the discipleship component. Right. 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 Yep. And, and and culture cultivate. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to cultivate. I mean, culture doesn't just happen. You, yeah. You have to be intentional about being human. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional about all of those things. Intentional discipleship was a term th- uh, that was in, mm-hmm. in in use and still is in use a lot. But yeah, you have to be uh, purposeful about what it means to be mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. missionary disciple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm super excited because you guys are hosting this event at the end of the month and. Um, really grateful to be uh, invited to be there as well. But um, I, it's such a response to this um, landing in people's hearts. Yep. Like there is something happening in Eastern South Dakota yep. right now. Yep. Um, is that what you, I, yep. I should just pause because no, that, I know that's like this, a big, bold statement. Is, no, that's, um, that's absolutely. And, and what I love about the vision as a rallying cry is it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's sort of also like a catalyst where mm-hmm. it's, or like a spark plug, yeah, right? Spark. Where, so, uh, the Holy spirit has been filling the room and this vision is like the spark that's ignited. Oh yeah. The spark. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. The spark's igniting. Uh, with the Holy Spirit and what He's doing, yeah. so yeah. the Holy Spirit's been alive and active everywhere for all right. time, right? right? But there's certainly a way where over the last many years uh, He's been moving in a different way, and, and I think a deeper way, if I can say that, uh, here in Eastern South Dakota. And this vision, to me, it, it makes sense that it comes from the right. Lord because it's 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 that rallying cry and that spark plug, that catalyst, yeah. which is just sort of bringing instead of the Holy Spirit's been working in people's minds and hearts and people have been doing different things, but there's something about how the pieces are clicking into place yes. and together. And now we're sort of walking arm in arm yeah, towards uh, with the same rallying cry yes, um, from our shepherd and we're marching forth. Yeah. And I'm seeing this in, I, I've just had a number of conversations recently where people have said something to the effect of, you know, I've been thinking about X, Y, Z for a long time. And it just kind of seems like the time is is ripe. Right. And right. And yep. um, and I think I'm going to go for it in terms of like uh, offering something yep. to the world, yep. you know, uh, whether it's in the form of business or a side gig or yep. a Bible study that they're going to lead or this new mom's thing that they want to do or this ministry that they want to explore or whatever. Like there's parish things that are just blossoming all over the place. Like my friend started this, the, what's called the gathering at uh, Holy Spirit here in Sioux Falls. They had an <clears throat> event a couple of weeks ago and had like 150 people yeah. show up to this Sunday afternoon on a gorgeous day 
to just be together and to pray together. And it was like, what is happening? Like yep. there's just this, and that's happening across the diocese yep. in a really powerful way. And I think people have been moved and tapped. I mean, I also got like, I get a lot of phone calls, not a lot, but I mean, a good number of, of um, phone calls or messages on Instagram over the last year of people that are like, hey, we're kind of looking at moving to Sioux Falls mm -hmm. or looking at moving to, you know, Aberdeen or mm -hmm. Yankton or Watertown or we'd like to buy a farm right outside of Sioux Falls. So there's this stirring that's happening where people are actually being drawn to the fire that's happening here, yep. I think in a powerful way. Amen. So, okay, I want to go back to the to the to that event um, in a couple of weeks, just yep. highlighting like that that's actually a response to this movement of number one, Bishop, giving as a gift what he has received as a gift yep, um this vision yeah this vision his his incredibly powerful and intimate relationship with the lord um your team giving as a gift what they have received mm -hmm. as a gift but then also like the the people like the laity responding to something is moving here yep. and i actually cannot contain it within myself yep. and i want to share it with the community because yep. it's these gifts that I have received are not just for my sake. Right. They're actually for the sake of the community. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about kind of through through God's love, this event and how how this is actually responding to so, that. So going back to the idea of like the, the Holy Spirit filling the room and then the, he providing the spark that ignites all of this. I do think also that uh, people are experiencing this in their person, like in their own lives, like the whole, as you said, something's moving. Like I, I, I feel like doing something, what this event is meant to be is for the people, like some people have absolute clarity about like the, the Lord has been asking me to do this and maybe I put it off or whatever, but they know what that thing is. Yeah. And now because of the rallying cry of the vision, they're doing it. But there's other people who like feel that sense of like, the Lord calling yeah. them to yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, this like sense. I'm awakened somehow. Yes, exactly. like something in my heart is awakened. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going in this particular direction. I have this purpose or whatever. Uh, but, but I, I don't have like, it's, it's more of a, a sense but I have great clarity. So the point of through God's love is to offer for those hundreds of people in Eastern South Dakota who have that sense of where I'm going of, of like that final awakening, mm -hmm. if you will, like mm -hmm. I, like I, I, I'm awakening, I'm, I'm awaking, I'm waking up to what I'm the Lord, is, up, yeah. to what the Lord's yeah. asking me to. And this is sort of like that, 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 that clear crystal bell of yeah. this is what th th this event wants to be that through the 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 keynoters, including Bishop DeGrude, through the panel discussions, through the breakouts, through mass adoration, confession, yeah. praise, worship, that yeah. these will be opportunities for people to hear that bell, that like that, that this is what it is, that clarity of what this is why I am here now. Now, today, for such a time as this. Exactly. Oh man, that's so good. Well, I just I wanna take just a second to invite listeners um, to come to this event. It's the it's the 30th of October, um, the day before Halloween, exactly. it's Saturday. And actually the Friday night before, I'm super pumped. Yes. Um, they're doing like this huge St. Joseph festival. My friend Beth is planning yes, it. Is. I'm like so yes. excited. It's going to be freaking awesome. Is, I can't it, wait. It's going to be a great weekend. I think it's going to be so fun. So kind of both parts are, are happening. But I just am really like 
I'm excited about this opportunity. And sorry, listeners that are not in the diocese, although please fly in South Dakota. We'd love to have you. Um, can we give a discount to lead them to life well, listeners or something? <laughs> <I should've>, sorry. <laughs> I should have asked you that before. You should have. Um, we're working on a church budget. Folks. That's right. That's so, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to invite listeners because I think if you've been listening to lead them to life for a while, hopefully it has stimulated um, questions. Yep. For, for listeners in your hearts about how do I respond to maybe what God is asking of me? How do I um, enter more deeply into who I'm meant to be? Like really the whole purpose of lead them to life and my desire is to orient us towards authentic human flourishing. And I just can't think of a better way than then this conference has like an integral part of what it means to be human yep. to what it means to flourish. Like that's the, that's the ultimate end game. So yeah, I just want to take a, a second to invite listeners to it. Cause I think it's going to be awesome and, and I'll be there and I'm excited about it and would love to see friends there too. Amen. So, um, Chris, thank you just for sharing your heart and, um, your passion. I think it's really contagious, um, which is, Part of why I wanted to have this con- this conversation with you, I think the grace that you have received is contagious. It's uh, it touches me, like I said earlier. Like you have a way of being able to pull me out of things, um, and in in great tenderness and love and and all of that. Um, it's and it's it's powerful. It's moving. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks, Emily. Um, okay, one more question. Yes, ma'am. What's the question you've been pondering? <laughs> Shoot, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the, the or a question that a I've question been pondering? A question that you've been pondering. This is a place with more questions than answers. We got to leave on a question. Yeah, I know you do. It's a, and I love that. I love questions. Can you wait for it just um, a little bit? Yeah. Can I ask my question in the meantime yep. as you're thinking? Yep. How was Chick Fil A? I haven't been. I didn't yet. have. Oh, you haven't been there at all. No. Uh, well, Elena, I mean, I've been, but not. One? To the Sioux Falls location. Oh my gosh. Actually, I don't know that I've ever had a fresh chicken sandwich from the drive-thru. The only times that I've eaten it have been like when it's been catered post-wedding or something like that. So, oh, uh, th- thanks to my oldest, Elena, who went and she said, hey, can we have Chick-fil-A tonight? I'll go through the drive-thru. It was a Friday night. She did. She waited 45 minutes. <laughs> Uh, but she, it's it's good. It's, it's good. It's it's it's, it's quote unquote just fast food chicken, but they just do it really really well. Interesting. Really Matt just it. got the chicken sandwich from Burger King. Yeah. Which he said was apparently like the response to yeah, Chick Fil A's. Yeah, yeah. He said it was actually really delicious. Oh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see that coming. I actually love Burger King burgers though. They're me so too. good. Me too. Okay. What's your question? Um, who is John the Baptist for me? Uh, who's the voice crying out in the desert? Uh, the the ascetic voice crying out the, de- the in the desert, the one who prays and fasts. Um, it's Father Jeff Norfolk. I'll answer and, that and for make, you. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Okay. I, don't mean I mean, there is this man, John the Baptist, who is alive. And he, I think I shared this with you. Um, after 20 plus years of politely knocking on the door of my heart, this spring, he just, never mind Bergwald, I'm tired of waiting. And that's kind of the way, like this wild man in the desert, he just barged into in. your life. Yep. Yep. So the question, so. That's so a whole I'm, other I'm freaking episode. Yeah, well, you know, next time. Oh, I have so many more questions. Classic. So that, that's my, that's the question that I've been pondering lately. I have so many more questions. Friends, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you can join us um, at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. Is that where it is? Yep. At the Sioux Falls. <laughs> Website, you want a website? Yeah, what's the website? SFCatholic.org slash TGL, as in through God's love. Through God's God's love. love. Through God's love. Um, And again, Friday night before, 
There's going to be Saint the Festival. Saint Joseph Festival for families, yep. young and old, everybody in between. It's going to be blast singles, etc. And then uh, the conference on Saturday. So we'd love to see you there, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you share this with a friend. <laughs>